This is Nia Smith, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch and Player Profiler Nation, we are back. We are live from Mobile, Alabama, the 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl. So happy to be back with you guys today. Uh, I'm Alex Dunlap, joined, of course, by Cody Carpentier. We also have Jason Allwine of Player Profiler. We're going to have this thing up on the Player Profiler and the Roster Watch feeds. Make sure that you're following uh, on YouTube, both of those accounts and both of those podcast feeds, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, is we're going to be bringing you this content um, now that we've got Cody, 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 jet setting Cody, Cody, get Cody, Cody drives down from Virginia, goes to Atlanta, yeah. flies into Dallas, goes to Shrine Bowl for two days. But, 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 but you don't get what you don't get is that going to the Shrine Bowl from Dallas is like an hour, for, yeah, hour drive from Frisco. We had an Uber, it's like 45 minute Uber. What did that set head, you back? Had to hang <laughs> like 37 bucks, had to, had to hang out with Trash Man for two and a half days, yeah. eat Thai food, no steak, only Thai. That's why you got to come with me, <laughs> Trash Man. You get Thai food, Indian food. Trash Man, tra- Trash Man once made me go eat Ethiopian food with him, and you have to eat that with your hands. <laughs> so just, just, just disgusting. Uh, look, we, we 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 have a whole lot to get to today. Um, a bunch of prospects at the 2024 Senior Bowl. Uh, hopefully, you guys have followed along with our Shrine Bowl coverage. But this, of course, is the granddaddy here, and we have some good players, man. We have some good players. I think that. Um, I'll start out with just going throwing it to Cody and just asking you to sort of maybe give the viewers a little bit of a um, uh, a primer as to sort of the dynamics that exist between the American roster and the national roster as it pertains to how these things are built with yeah. the quarterbacks on each squad and with the wide receiver groups on each squad. And to be honest with on the American team, Feeling like man, that 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 defense is big up front, and that defense is fast on the back end. Um, whereas you have quarterbacks on that roster that just feel it's just the the wide receivers on the American team aren't getting quite the juice that the ones on the national team are, simply because of the quarterback play. But the the. I think the 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 dynamic after we go back and you know we had a full day in us go back and look at it the dynamic of how talented that national offense is it's got it's got both quarterbacks Nix and Penix they have Sam Hartman as well who actually kind of played up or I guess you could say so I thought three Nixon quarterbacks kind of played so, down so three quarterbacks on on, on the national roster Bo, yeah. Bo, Bo Nix from Oregon yep. Michael Penix from Washington Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. Correct. And then we have four quarterbacks on the American side, which are the one guy, the South Alabama kid, right? Mm-hmm. Pratt from Tulane, um, Joe Milton from Tennessee, and Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Easily forgettable Spencer, Spencer Rattler, who's, who's smaller than I thought. But yeah. regardless, um, yeah. So yeah, just wanted to wanted to make sure that I, I got it in for people who might just be kind of tuning into the process now to know kind of where they come from and, you know, who, who, who they are. Running backs. I think the, but I think the point I was making was more so the national team has all the offensive talent. They got the quarterbacks. They also got the best running back here, Marshawn Lloyd and the second best 
Rasheen Ali from Marshall, Marshall Lloyd's from USC, uh, and then the receiver. You talked about the receiving core on that on the national team, and I think it's quite literally all the receivers that we had highest ranked. It was Roman Wilson from Michigan, who we think had probably the best day at the receiver position. Jacob Cowan from Arizona, Brendan Rice from USC, Devontae Walker, who right now has the highest ADP in mock drafts uh, from North Carolina. Is that true? Matt, yeah, Malachi, he was mocked uh, in round one by Daniel Jeremiah. Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky, guy came in 15 pounds heavier than expected. Uh, Yak King puts it in his own bio on Twitter. Javon Baker, another guy that I love coming in Central Florida. So all the receivers really, and then you can add in Luke McCaffrey uh, from Rice, Ricky Pearsall from Florida. But all, all the receivers on that national team, coupled in with Brevin Spawn Ford from uh, Minnesota, the tight end, and Theo Johnson. But the point is, all the offensive talent—not all, but you know—a a grand if, amount if of that was, offensive talent is on that team. But then, like you mentioned, the national team—that defense is a unit. The speed that that defense has, the the, the interior pressure, of course, by Tavondre Sweat. I think it's going to be a sick dynamic when that game does happen on Saturday. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, I think. I think that the two guys on the – but you said all the guys are on the national roster, and, and we'll go through these guys one by one. We'll give our thoughts. Yeah. Um, but just I feel like right now when we talk about the American roster guys, um, if you go back year by year at the Senior Bowl, there have been years where there have been just – one of the quarterbacks have just been awful, where it's been Logan Thomas and Stephen Morris as the best ones that – were here, you know. Last and year it was Jaron Hall and Tyson Bajan. Like this is a whole different crop. Like, there've been like that's a good point. Jaron Hall, Tyson Bajan, bad, bad, bad. And we've had years where like you know guys like Josh Allen are here or Jordan Love, and even those types of spots can be spots where those guys are inconsistent. You see the flashes of brilliance, and then you have years where there are guys here like you know Baker Mayfield or. um um, I'm trying to th- Kirk Cousins or Russ, Russell Wilson. Russ, yeah. Whenever you have dudes who really make the wide receivers that they're playing with look good, um, it feels to me like with Penix and with both. Do you guys, do you guys want to go just p- position by position? I think we should go position by okay, position. Okay, so let's, let's talk about let's our start thoughts. with quarterbacks. Um, it feels to me with Penix and with Bo Nix, the two that came in with the most um, the most steam. Clearly, they are they're having an effect on their wide receivers that makes their wide receivers look a little bit better. They're putting the balls in better spots, but, but because well, I, I would argue, I mean, the, my biggest takeaway really from the event totality the, was the, the American, the American offenses were bad because the quarterbacks weren't like, I, I can understand why you can nitpick bonix and you can nitpick Penix. And you can say that ball was bad. That ball was bad, but on the totality on the whole day, it was a better it was, Correct. It was a better passing display from those guys than it was clearly from Milton. I don't Milton looks bad. Milton looks bad. Rattler had a terrible interception. And and the thing that was was kind of weird was that second practice was kind of brutal to watch because of how it was organized. But it was like 70% of the throws were underneath within within eight yards, seven yards of the line of scrimmage. And the reason I, I kind of pushed back a little bit right there was just because I thought like that Penix and Knicks thing where we did fully expect them to come out and just like bang, hit everybody, hit everyone perfect. And it there was a lot of drops, but coupled with those drops, there was a lot of times where sometimes Penix would put that ball not exactly where it needed to be, like a little behind or a little low. Knicks also had a couple of throws, those throws, but I wasn't really that like, oh yeah, like these guys are teeing these receivers up. 
the receivers are, are pretty solid, but I didn't, I, I was kind of left a little a little disappointed about both quarterbacks. I thought Hartman played up to these guys. So, so Jason, you were driving in as we were watching the you know you got here just in time for the second one, which uh, which was the um, American team. You got you got your fill of uh, Joe Milton and the South Alabama kid and uh, Pratt and yeah. Rattler. Um, how do you? You know, if you're going to stack those dudes up, how do you stack them up? What, you know, what do you, what do you think about those guys? Because I do think that there's a discussion to be had about what Cody and I saw at a Knicks and saw at a Penix and what kind of what we. I think on the totality, they were good enough to give us a. What I was saying earlier is that sometimes it's so the quarterback play is so bad that yeah. you can't even get a good evaluation on the wide receivers, but which was last year. We're, we're getting a good, well, we were able to get a good enough evaluation to say like, well, tank Dell's sick and Jaden Reed's sick. Like, like we were able to see that stuff, but this year it feels like, man, like some of these guys can hit all, hit all the throws. So um, we'll talk about that. But as far as the afternoon guys, the American roster dudes, yeah. how do you stack them up? Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, and I don't know if it was low expectations or the fact he was wearing the Tom Brady 12, but the, the South Alabama quarterback might have been the best one today. Uh, he had a couple good throws while he had the time in the pocket. And Spencer Rattler. And Joe what is his name? I Carter, Carter Bradley. Carter Bradley. Carter Bradley, which is the most Southern Alabama name you could come up with. <laughs> Carter Bradley. Uh, <laughs> Carter Bradley. It's way up there. It comes off your mouth like butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and I think that that's just a testament to how bad Spencer Rattler was and how disappointing Joe Milton was. You mentioned that the passes barely went more than eight yards, and that's that's true. Like it, it was, they were scared to take shots and it was very, very hard to watch, but you can still watch the wide receivers. See, you can see their footwork. You can see the routes they run. You can see the separation. And I think that that was enough to be disappointed and some of the wide receivers that we might start talking about. That thing with, with Milton, like he didn't, his flag jacket, that, kept, that pissed me off because his flag jacket was just like he back just, behind him. Yeah. He was just not it didn't feel like it was dialed in. Well, Cody's he made one nice throw. Jack. He's talking about the rib protectors yeah. that they have, and yeah, and he does, is just pointing out of the back. It feels like it's, it feels it's not like tied it's up. And like, he does. He wonder why he didn't get that thing tied up. It's like, and then man. and then he's like, he makes like one nice throw, does a backflip. He's just tooling around. It's like this dude's known for having the strongest arm in college football, yep. and we didn't see him push that ball at all. Oh yeah, well you know Nagy all week, you know, because you know Jim Nagy's been going to doing the media circuit, talking with all the you know going on Good Morning Football and just everything, and saying like they're asking about the quarterbacks. Everyone's talking about the quarterbacks, and he's like, well, you know, with with Joe Milton, what they're about to see is a guy who can move, and you know, once they get to see his arm. Display. I want to see it. He, yep. you know, I want to see it. You know, well, just people are talking about Milton as if saying, not just, people are just, they've gone over. Like, so here's what the narrative is now, guys. The narrative that you're going to get for the rest of the, but there's a few narratives. Like, there's the narrative of the epic tackle class, right? The, the narrative that there could be eight to nine offensive tackles in this class. That's already starting to take hold. We're in round that. one. Like, we're, I'm sorry, round one offensive tackles. That's already starting to take hold, right? The other narrative that's starting to take hold is that Joe Milton by far has the strongest arm in this class. And not only is the strongest arm in this class, but if you put him up against every quarter, every quarterback in the league right now, he has the strongest arm of anybody. That's that's actually something that people around here are, are actually floating. And so the idea is, all right, like, let's see the nuclear bomb. Like, let's see it. But the thing is, he like, 
he he dumps it off. He dumps yeah. it off four yards from the line of scrimmage the whole time, and so we haven't really got to see much of that. The times we we've, we've, we've seen him un- uncork it was what twice. Yeah, and 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 they were way off. So it's just um, it's been it's been disappointing from that. I, Cody, Cody. Rumor has it that the, he could throw a potato 120 yards from a knee. <laughs> right up, right up over them mountains over there. Um, could I, I have a question? Though. This is my first Senior Bowl, and I I am curious how much of this is you know first day jitters. I guess you could call it. it happens. Quarterbacks yeah. working with these wide receivers for the first time. I mean, like, can the timing get better? Can this connection grow? I mean, they were out there. They were out there yesterday yesterday stretching okay. so they went out there with no pads on they were out there stretching and like they've been here for 24 36 hours okay. so i mean okay. spencer sanders has been throwing to xavier Leggett for That's almost 1500 i mean yeah. spencer rap and also oh, brad with jaquan jack spencer Ratt. spencer sanders is the oklahoma state kid that's right um <laughs> yeah, okay. but jaquan jackson with pratt too like there's a couple duos here that do have so we saw the one thing with pratt where pratt did get that arbitrary warm-up where he goes out there and it's like, oh, Jaquan Jackson just happens to be the guy running the one-on-one rep with him. And then Pratt, bang, hits him. Second rep, yeah. Pratt, Jaquan Jackson. I was like, really? How about you go work with somebody else here? Yeah. Um, so for as far as quarterbacks, I think the way that I would sum it up, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, the two guys who were here with the highest expectations, to me there were throws that they probably like back. But through the course, I think there's just, there's just a lot to be said in my experience doing this through over the course of a practice, um, being able to give us a good evaluation on these wide receivers, putting enough balls in good spots to where it's like these these guys are throwing it like like yeah. professionals. Um, also, I can see the same about Hartman. And if I'm going and if I'm looking at the American roster, the only one I can say the same thing about is Pratt yep. from yep. from Tulane. Um, and clearly that can change throughout, throughout the course of the week, but uh, that's the way it's it's sort of been so far. Can, can I ask you a question? Cause, so I, I can't ask Jason because Jason didn't get to see Hartman, but Hartman v. Pratt. I thought Hartman played up when he was playing with Penix and Knicks in those rotations. For me, obviously it's those two guys, right? But the next two I would say is that Pratt-Hartman tier. Yep. And I think stacking Hartman and Pratt – is a conversation. I mean, just Milton just brings so much to the table. His but athleticism, but yeah. it's like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta see him be a, be a quarterback. That's, that's what he's here for. All right. So let's move on to running back and thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks everybody for being here. If you guys could please remember to like the show, subscribe to the channel, wherever it is that you're watching this, we would certainly appreciate that. It helps people find the show. And um, we're, we're, we're here doing work for you guys trying to, do the best we can about getting you the information. Boots on the in a, in a clear, quick, and concise way. So let's talk about running backs. And to me, dude, not this close. Thing, this thing starts with US. This thing starts at USC. Starts with your boy, Marshawn. Marshawn. Wow. Marshawn Lloyd, dude. He he was. I mean, he looked good at South Carolina. I thought a couple years ago, I was like, man, this guy's going to come out. He's going to be solid. I thought he was going to come out last year. They transferred to Southern, Southern California. USC. U- yeah, USC to USC, coast to coast. He came in, weighed in, five, weighed in 212, 217. Jeez, I can't talk. 217 was five foot nine, eight and three-quarter inch hands. But when he hit that field, he's rocked up. He's got the upper body to withstand the hits. He's got the lower body and the, 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 the tenacity not quite to the level of Pacheco, but I tell you what, man, his cuts, when you watch it on film, there's some of these guys out here that we will talk about here at the other positions. When you watch them on film, it's like, ooh, but then when you see him here live, 
it's like, eh. Lloyd, it's it's the same. You watch yeah. that film against on USC when he's hitting, he's hitting the spot, bang, cuts it back, and he's going ninety degrees the opposite direction. Same thing here, four, five, six times. He is uh, to me clear cut, and I'm coming from the Shrine Bowl. What does he weigh? Two seventeen. Oh God, dialed, dude. I'm dialed, you, man. and he's good out of the backfield. Marshawn Lloyd, good. He's got great hands out of the backfield. I was so disappointed to hear. What did you say? Eight, eight and three quarter. Eight and three quarter. Yeah, but hey, which is hey, smaller than Abram Smith? Well, it's not Abram Smith, but it's kind of it's, it's kind of it's kind of Kenneth Dixon, right? Um, but the, but the um, but look, I didn't notice anything with the hands. We can go look back and see if fumbles were yeah. an issue at USC. I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't I haven't looked at that because I didn't realize his hands were that that small. Um, he didn't. He, he didn't catch the ball like like that. And you guys can go to the roster watch Twitter and see a um, clip that I put out of him behind the line of scrimmage, just with a sick, sick cut. Then the sick shed ability right there through through the line of scrimmage and the acceleration through the second, third level of the defense. Now, of course, it's day one. These guys are trying to stay up a little bit, but it wasn't one of these where he was he was going to be touched on that play anyway, right? So, as far as I'm. Concerned. I mean, Marsh, Marshawn Lloyd to me by far looks like the best running back that's here. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know at this point what could even happen through the rest of the week to even change that. No, I don't think. I don't think any of these guys can jump in because I've seen what I've seen. Now there are others. I know you guys might want to talk about Ali. Um, uh, Rasheen Ali, I believe. Rasheen Ali, he, from, he didn't get from, to see Rasheen Ali, but okay. um, but Rasheen Ali was another guy in that practice. That if you do scroll through Twitter, you're going to see stuff, and people are big fans of him. I was talking to Matty Kewum, texting him during the thing, and he's watching live at home. He could be the fourth person in this couch right now, but you know things got to be things. Uh-huh. But Rasheen Ali from Marshall weighed 204, 511. Wish he weighed a couple more pounds, but he's he's a good running back, very good north south running back. I thought. But again, I don't think that it's, he's a guy that can get up to that Marshawn Lloyd conversation. Cody Schrader, to be honest with you, is one guy that I did come in. From and my, ex, my expectations from Missouri, uh, he was a transfer in from a smaller school, had a great season at Missouri, over 1,000 yards on the ground, and a, a very good pass catcher. A prolific game. I think he had over 250 all-purpose yards against Tennessee in a game this year. 207 pounds, five foot eight. You pointed out, smaller calves. He also didn't make... Any well, place that he's got, was, he's I was got really, he's got these really thick guys and yeah. these small calves and yeah. ankles. It's, a, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not your prototypical running back build just when you're, you know, in that 205, 207 range. But Schrader was kind of a guy that I would say I was a little bit, he's one dude though out of this list that I think could come back tomorrow and hit it hard. He could jump up to that Lloyd conversation, but I'm not sure at this point from what I've seen from Lloyd that I think Schrader could jump over him. Uh, so, on the American roster, the running backs that we have here, Michael Wiley from Arizona. We have Amani Bailey from TCU, Ray Davis from Kentucky. I mean, these are these are some good players. Uh, Dejon Edwards, number 23 yeah. from Georgia, um, and then Cody Schrader, number 28. Hey, Cody brings up Cody Schrader, and I'm just like, well, when I think, when I think back, uh, and I know you got to talk to, a little bit to Michael Wiley afterwards. Yeah. Man, Michael Wiley to me, number eight. He was very consistent, very, very consistent through the through the course of practice. Really good as far as a pass catcher. I'm going to have to go back and just see, you know, I've, we've done now with our top our top 25 wide receivers. I still haven't gotten into the deep into the running backs and stuff. This is for a lot of these guys. This 
for, you know, certainly for, um, you know, it felt like the Marshall Michael kid Martin, and yeah. the rest of them. It's my, it's my first exposure to him. But, um, as far as, um, as far as Michael Wiley, I, I think I came out of this practice, the American roster practice, thinking that Michael Wiley was probably, probably the guy that I had, I had the most interest in, especially once I got the word from you that he weighs what? 209. 209. Which I was, is, like, which, I was thinking, which we didn't expect. We're I talking about thinking, his body size. I was like, I was driving home. I'm like, man, is number eight like one, like 195? Or yeah. could this be like a Rashad White type of player that's here the, that we're talking that's about? That's the build, yeah. And um, it turns out that he, you know, he has the height, he has, he has the BMI to um, maybe do something like that. You got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I would say he definitely came off reserved in the interview. But I mean, you know, these are these kids first time kind of meeting with the media and stuff like that. But, you know, he spoke that he really wants to learn how to run harder and has lots of, as you mentioned, he, he caught the ball, he ran the ball, he bounced space, he did everything. And I do think that that skill set could come in handy. And I I do agree with you that he's probably the better running back of today. I really liked him. And, uh, What's Dajan? Dajan Edwards out of yeah. UVA. He was nice. Me too. Nice cuts. Yeah, did you did you did you dap up Michael Wiley after you talked to him? I did. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a common thing, though. <laughs> okay. That's I just do that. Yeah. You know. I, All right. Yeah. Uh, him, cool. I, he was really the only person I got to sp- uh, speak to, but I, I did listen to. You you know who I uh, I didn't dap up, but I shook hands with was uh, Isaiah Davis. Isaiah Davis from South Dakota State, a kid that. Um, was once going to go to the shrine, ended up coming to the senior bowl, six foot tall, 220 pounds. This kid has 10 and a quarter inch hands, which is the size. The story you always tell me, you've told me three, four times now, meeting Zach Evans, the exact same size as Zach Evans. That was just a high school. And that was a high schooler. But no, but his 10 and a quarter was what his number was last year at the combine. But I shook his hands and I was telling you, very few people have engulfed my hands. Not that I have large hands or anything, but I have strong, strong little meat hooks. And uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson's one of them. And uh, Isaiah Davis. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to get back to this. I promise. I was, you know, do you know what AP, what they say about AP? He is it squeeze he, orange? Is it, is it he really tries to squeeze yeah. people's hands hard. No, I know. I, I met him and, I, and he had a pen in his hand like this and he was signing. Oh. And he had the pen in his hand and he shook my hand with the pen in his Even hand. Even with the pen, he with still the, squeezed with it. With the pen in his hand, went like this. And like literally just like, and I was like, <laughs> he wants you to know he's Are you alpha. kidding me, dude? He, he, dude, he's, he, wants to, he, he wants to look you in the eye. He wants to shake your hand until it, fe- until it feels like it's about to break. And he wants you to know that he's in charge. And he, and he did it to you even yeah. with a pen in his hand. With a pen in his hand. What, what, what a beta you are. That was like a decade ago, too. And yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll never forget all right, that. All right. But anyway, Isaiah Davis uh, was a running back that I, I kind of had a little bit of expectation. Doesn't look, the, doesn't look 220 when you're watching him down there. He also didn't seem to get a lot of reps. He didn't seem to get as many reps as some of these other guys did in the lineup. So uh, Isaiah Davis is a guy that I want to see more of tomorrow because the build is right. Six foot tall, 220 pounds, massive hands, 75-inch wingspan, the largest here. He's got the whole build to do it, and he was dominant in South Dakota State with that amazing offensive line and that amazing football team. So Isaiah Davis is definitely one I want to see in the next day or two. What about the other Davis, Ray? Came in with some helium. Came in with some. Came in with some uh, X. Because, some X.com helium. Yeah, man. I was. And, I, I was talking. I was talking to my buddy Dave. Dave Richard. Yep. What's Dave? Is he Dave Richard. C, uh, C, CBS. C, yeah, CBS. Yeah. CBS Sports. 
you guys all know Dave. And he was like after the after the practice, Dave was all like, I gotta go find Ray Ray Davis. Apparently he you know, he was in caught a lot of, he caught a lot of footballs. Yeah, I, I feel like he's a dude you probably hear a lot about. Not a like he's a bowling guy that really um cropped up most for me, but um just one more quick one. Um Jason mentioned Dajon Edwards, who was uh, kind of a backup or a one B type of uh, running back there at Georgia, but five uh, nine two oh two nine inch hands. Um, he made maybe in the backfield made one of the more impressive backfield cut slash spin slash accelerate to the second level vision. His his was the yeah. he was the vision one. Yeah, it was consistent a vision. Very good vision guy. So we're. We're going to keep an eye on that one. And obviously, if he's here, um, he's a dude who, who scouts wanted to see in this kind of setting. So, um, oh, gosh, I'm just, dude, I'm, dude I'm, I'm looking at this on video, Cody. We are sunburned. Like, it's it's this side of our face. You, you can know, tell right? I got there late. You can you yeah. can tell we were sitting this way <laughs> watching football this yeah, direction because yeah, yeah. it was like this gosh. all day. Oh, man, we need to get some sunscreen. Alex, Alex has got the old sunglass <laughs> right there. Okay. Uh, let's, let's move on to wide receiver. Of course, you can find more information about all this over at rosterwatch.com, over at playerprofiler.com. Uh, make sure that you continue to tune in here. Make sure to subscribe to the channels. Make sure to um, click like and also find find the podcast feeds. We're going to be having this content more and more. And then, of course, draft season, baby. Through the combine, through the uh, through the pro day tour, all, all the way through the training camp tour. You, you, you get it all right here. Um, all right. Wide receivers. This is where it gets tough, dude. Can we can we get one more thing, Dylan Lobb? Because I know there's a lot of fans out there of Dylan Lobb, this New Hampshire kid, okay. five nine and a half, two ten. What was the first thing you said when we saw him? He's jacked up. First off, he's jacked up. What did I say? I mean, he just you said like Rex Burkhead. He, he look he does. He looks exactly like Rex Burkhead. I think the story is great. I think he's a very a real coach, solid solid receiver. <laughs> He's a, he's a he's a good he's a good kid. He, he but, brings his lunch pail to work. But listen, it, it's one of those things where the story's great, right? We got Jaden Sheridan from Monmouth over at the Shrine Bowl. We got Dylan Lobby from New Hampshire here. These guys needed this this light shined on them. They're very solid football players. They're gonna make rosters. They're gonna be special teams tanks. They're gonna be RB threes. They're gonna grow in, get opportunities as RB twos. But Dylan Lobby is not on the same conversation as a Lloyd, as an Ali. Uh, even I say, I say as a Schrader or a Wiley at this point, but I did want to just at least get that out there because I know there's a lot of people that, that like Dylan Lobby, and I, I don't mind him either, but he's just a small school kid that got a build. He's got a nice build to him, but I just don't think he's in the same conversation. So Every single year at the, every single year at the Senior Bowl, there are slot-type wide receivers that get into slot option routes against these nickel corners and these linebackers that end up really showing out when they get a two-way go against these guys in space. Last year, it's your, you know, Jaden Reeds and your Tank Dells, but you can go back year after year after year after year, all the way to the Cooper Cups of the world, and you, you can you can find these guys. Um, I, I, I want to start out with I, I want to start out with those dudes, right? Because some of the outside wide receivers we'll we'll get to and we'll talk to about them more. But this year we have. Roman Wilson from Michigan. We have Lad McConkey from UGA. We have Anaya Smith from Texas A&M. And there's somebody that I'm – is there somebody that I'm missing? Is, I, I don't, oh, and Jacob Cowling yep, yep, from yep, yep. Arizona. So, for me, 
Roman Wilson was awesome today. Like, let me just get this takeoff. So between Roman Wilson and Lad McConkey, Roman Wilson is the guy who's going to kill you with the silky smoothness. He's going to he's going to go out there. He's going to run a great route. He's going to find his little spot. He's going to make it really easy for his quarterback to put it in a real good spot for him. He's going to frame it really well. He's going to get upfield, and he's 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 going to get it done for you. He's a really good player, man. Really really good hands. Lad McConkey from Georgia is a little bit different with the way that he wins. He wins by breaking your ankles. He is a very explosive change of direction player, not silky smooth, um, a separation specialist via explosion underneath. And those and these two guys showed this in spades today. I thought that the other two, Anaya Smith has some really like you were saying, like he's a like he's a nice player. Like 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 he's like he looks like he's you know pretty nice, pretty good. I thought that the one guy, Jacob Cowling, who had a lot of high hopes for, especially after watching that Cotton Bowl game versus Oklahoma, where he really put some of his speed on display. Um, I feel like there was some stuff with him, with his ball tracking, with his uh, – it's just whatever you see the way a guy like Roman Wilson just addresses a football, you know what I mean? And then you see the way a guy like Jacob Cowling just addresses a football, just as a pure receiver – it's when you get that apples to apples comparison, one of those same routes doing the same stuff. Um, I feel like Jacob Cowing today. Look, I love Cowing. Um, this is why you come to the senior bowl, though, is to kind of see this, see this stuff. So I like to hear from both you guys about sort of the kind of the kind of the you know, some of these smaller sort of slot types and, and sort of what you thought about them and how, how you stack those guys up. Roman, I was just looking up as you were talking the heights and weights from last year's class. Roman comes in almost identical to Jaden Reed, and Cowing does come in almost identical to Tank Dell. Uh, I will say Jacob Cowing was a guy, and this was all a big tier for me, uh, especially just looking at um, Cowing. I think it was Cowing here, Corley, McConkey, all in this conversation, and, and even Anaya Smith was up here too. Well, you kind of up in that for the senior bowl conversation. All these uh, smaller dudes. Um, with the routes. And I think the big thing was cowing. I thought had potential to be tank. He does not skate. He does not skate. Like the big, the takeaway of last year was tank literally just ice skates across the field, does things at will. And nobody does that this year. The only person that's close, I would say is, is McConkey. McConkey is, is, is twitchy and he's nasty in those misdirections in at the top he's, of the route. Like he's like, he's got springs in his feet. Yeah. Cause he, he, he you know, he, he had like a triple move at the top of a break where he was going to go inside, faked outside, oh, yeah, faked yeah, back yeah. inside and then went outside. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. he just, did he just change his mind three times in there? But he, he can do that. And the, and the directions and, you know, there's spitterings and sputterings of round two and, and up into that high conversation for Lad McConkey um, that we've heard over here. The other thing is, is, is like what I said with Cowing. Cowing was one that I did. I was My expectations was that he, he had the ability to come in here and really rise into that high conversation. Not really the not really the result we saw Roman Wilson though I think us uh, on the side of McConkey um, we can talk about this before we came on here was like if we're addressing an all 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 senior bowl team right now Roman and and McConkey in that conversation but Roman was just 
too smooth, too consistent all day. Uh, and doing the things again, like I talked about with Marshawn Lloyd that you saw on film underneath dominating and just creating separation, finding holes in zones, addressing the football, making every catch, being Mr. Consistent. He did have a couple spots in the one-on-ones very early where he had a couple drops, but then like hit, all day was very good for Roman Wilson. Yeah. It, yes, it, it, it was. Um, now you weren't here for the, so let's just, you were there for Anaya Smith. Yeah, afternoon, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, so I mean, I can speak on Roman Wilson for Perfect. sure. Perfect. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I this is someone I've been hyped on for a minute. I had Matty Kiwum on my Wake and Take show. We previewed the New Year's Six Bowl games, and I just talked about Roman Wilson a bit. You know, the stats don't pop off the page, but he has that clutch factor. And then you saw it in the Alabama game. Then he won big fourth down conversion or third down conversion, whatever it was. He goes and gets a 30-yard catch right down the sideline. Beautifully thrown ball by McCarthy, but then a great catch by him as well. And that's just what you see time and time again from Roman Wilson. And I just think when he's catching passes from Justin Herbert next season, it's going to be a really good thing. <laughs> he's a beast. Oh, oh God. I, I mean, am I wrong? No. There's no way Jim Harbaugh doesn't go after Roman Wilson. I think I, I like how we just missed out on the whole, uh, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, but we all know he lives in Georgia right now. Oh, you know, my dad's from Michigan. No, this is, okay. that's, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good call. It's been, it's been a rough, it's been a rough, you know, twenty something years too. Yeah, dude, they're gonna be like, dude, he's gonna be a Charger. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's absolutely gonna be a Charger. Dude. Yeah, it's gonna go Brock Bowers, Roman Wilson, Blake Corum. That's the Chargers draft. Telling you right here on this show. Jeez. Roman Roman Coliseum out there, man. Um, okay, so. The rest of the wide receivers, Cody, I think, has more to say about Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky than I do. Um, but I, I think that probably we'll start just start at the top and we'll talk about Brendan Rice out of USC, Jerry Rice's kid, um, six foot two, 212 pounds, nine and three quarter inch hands. Not built like Jerry. 78 and three eighths inch wingspan. Not built like Jerry. I walked out there and, I, you know, he's, he's wearing number third. He's wearing number 13, and I thought to myself, dude, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was on his film. Like he, Bricked up. Yeah, because on his film, I thought to myself, and it could have just been, what, what did he wear, number two in college? Man, he might have just been doing curls before he came Yeah, out, I, like, right? I just I, – I thought in – like it could have just been the USC jersey and the uniform. But I, I kind of thought he looked a little bit like Robert Woods when he's crafty, um, find the soft spot in the zone type of um, – outside but kind of big possession receiver types he's he's more than that because we saw the fact through what the first three one-on-ones they had to call them back because the deep the the, the dbs had to hold on him every time and i was like even Dude. when they did hold he was still making the yeah. catches which is which is a vast cry of difference from xavier leggett out of south carolina who comes in here Dude, Rice was bigger than Leggett. And, and doesn't even get held and still can't create separation or make any contested catches to save his life. I mean, that we're like as far as a guy who fell, maybe like, hey, how about let's talk about because Brendan Rice and Leggett were two guys who we had coming in here who we, we said, dude, it's like between those three, and let's throw Javon Baker into the conversation too. Uh, my my uh my take on the way that Javon Baker looked today was a little bit absent rashi uh, rice-esque a little yeah but so like rashi rice was absent last year uh puka nakua at times was absent yeah, yeah. The, the, i mean sometimes at the senior bowl it just doesn't it takes a day it takes a day and also maybe it takes a weird maybe it just doesn't really come you know it's um 
with Javon Baker, I wonder, since this is an all-star game sort of setting where at UCF with Javon Baker, the whole deal was like, look, Javon Baker is such a like a violent kind of alpha kind of he's gonna be in the tops in your dog ratings, I'm sure. Just get him the just we gotta get just get him the football. Just let him do what he does. In a spot like this, man, these quarterbacks, some of these quarterbacks you know, they're, they're trying to get go get to the high percentage passes. They don't want stuff showing up on Twitter with them throwing a bunch of picks. Um, I think that maybe a setting like this, we might not get to see the best of Javon Baker. I hope that we do. I don't think he looked bad. He had a couple yeah. of good reps. But those were the three guys that I had coming in as far as the pure sort of outside kind of, you know, possible X, maybe even stretch flanker types. We're talking about Leggett. Um, how, do you, how do you sort of – how do you sort of stack them up? And I'd like to hear from you about anything that you thought about Leggett as well after getting to see him live. Rice, I, the, the, my, one of the big takeaway obviously was the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins came in, Leggett listed 6'3", 227 on the website, comes in under 6'1", 6007 or something like this, 223, under 9-inch hands. He comes – in today after the season, the second practice. So we saw Brendan Rice at first. Brendan Rice comes can in. Can you say that, six that two, nine inch hands means a lot more for wide receivers two, than, it, than it does for a running back? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes. So Brendan Rice came in 6'2", 212, looking 6'4", 225. Xavier Leggett came in 6'1", um, 223, looking six foot. 212. Brendan Rice looks like Michael Pittman. Yes. Yeah. Brendan Rice looks like the dominant alpha of the event. He's, he's wearing that 13. You think he looks like Mike yeah. Evans. And he, he doesn't, but compared to the yeah. others, it's like he's a big – He's the alpha he's, he's the, big the whole yeah, event. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he had a good enough day where I think he needs to be at that top conversation. And we, we had him up in that top conversation. Um, the other two guys you mentioned, Leggett probably – the biggest faller on day one at the receiver position, I would say, because we had him up there in that conversation. He shows dynamic ability, but again, we also were coming in with the intentions of him being 6'3", 227, running a 4'3". He's his own quarterback throwing the football, man. They- and it's not even connecting. Yeah. Right. So that's a big thing. And then also on top of that, Javon Baker, you brought it up. I think you laid the land perfectly. I, you know, I threw the comp out there of the digs, the Robert Woods in that category, the Rashi Rice area, and he's having a Rashi Rice-esque day one where it, it just really didn't tick. But he also didn't have a bad day. It just was – sometimes the guys like this that have the aggressive route running style, and if they're not targeted, you don't notice them. Yeah. And he's just a guy that I was just like, hey, uh, uh, damn, wish – no. And there's just opportunities just weren't going to him. So I want to see a lot more out of him. Definitely, but I think it's it's clear cut at this point. I would take Rice over Xavier Leggett oh, about gosh. thirteen times out of nine. Gosh. Well, so I mean, so what what did you just like watching Leggett today? Yeah, what, you know, if you were to describe him stylistically or what you saw, like, can you even describe anything stylistically? Or not just, really. Like, I mean, like, so obviously you hear all the AJ Brown and DK Metcalf comps coming in, and then you see him wearing the tucked in jersey into the pads, so you could see his abs and all that stuff. But then, you, like you mentioned, he looked way smaller than the 6'3", 230 pounds I was expecting. And in fact, for the first few offensive snaps I saw, I thought Ryan Flournoy was a year later. Oh, dude. Flournoy, <laughs> Flournoy is good. And so, dude, he's wearing, he's wearing number 13 for the other team. And, dude, it hurts me badly because our boy Jordan Whittington from Texas had to drop out of that thing. You know Whittington had that 13 for him. That's what he wore in college. Um 
But dude, formerly, where's where's he even from? Southeast Missouri State? He's he good. Looked, he looked. He he's looked good. good. Yeah, I think they're. Good. I think they're the Cardinals. Maybe I don't even know. Who they know. They're, they're yeah, the Red Hawks. Yeah. So he's so so he so he's he's six foot one and one eight two hundred pounds, but big 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 ten inch hands. Yeah, uh, he looks so. Big. Yeah, so he's one of these dudes who when I whenever I compare him to say, um, let's see. Uh, who can I compare? So, Jamari Thrash, give me, give some me of these other guys on. that are you know that are sort of the same. Let me let's just kind of go through you guys. So let let's go through the the, the American roster. Um, just a quick, what do you say? One thing about the one thing I'll say about Jamari Thrash. Better uh, Jamari Thrash now is out of Louisville, um, almost six feet tall, five eleven three quarters, one eighty five. Um, it looked a little bit better in some spots than I, than I thought he would still not in love with him, but um, he was a guy whose tape I didn't like. And today I got to admit, he made a few plays. What do you think of the crash? I think he looked good. I honestly, I don't know if I saw the good plays cause I did show up like 20 minutes late ish into the American half. So I don't, I don't know if I saw as much as thrash at the late end. I remember, I think he's number going towards number three. Yeah. I, I remember I kept looking at him and like yep. he was directing my attention, which is a good thing. Three. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember as many like standout plays from him. To be completely honest, Cody Johnny Wilson is from Florida State. He's six foot six, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. We thought that maybe he could be a candidate to move to tight end. No, sir. His legs. No, sir. We said to ourselves, he needs to play basketball. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to be a tight end. I feel like he could be a supercharged Colin Johnson type of player. What do you have on? Uh, what do you have on? Uh, I think one of the the, the big the big notes that we wrote down was consistently his feet were just so slow after catching the football. He'd catch it or he'd try to catch it, and sometimes he slipped before he even could catch it. He's lumbering. And when he did catch it, it was like he took three steps and tried to get, and it was like, what are we doing here? And he'd fall or something. It was just not very fluid at all. His movement, his ability to get moving was, was very He's uh, slow. He's a massive target. Yes. Six, seven. Again, you can't argue with the, with the, with the contested catches and the, and the catch radius and things of that nature, but you also have to get open in the NFL. You also just can't say, Hey guys, you're like Harrison Smith is going to come down there, pick that ball off. If you're yep. just putzing around. Yep. So he's a guy that again, we don't think he's not going to be like uh, who was the guy a couple years ago that uh, Matt was yelling about to change positions uh, to, to, to change to a tight end. That was, um, where was did he, Butler. Butler was one of them. And, but he's not Matt always yells at people to change position. I can't remember who the hell the one was, <laughs> but anyway, the, you get the point. He's not going to be a guy that I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about that too. Like, Oh yeah, you can play tight. No, he's Fusu. Who's a big guy right there with, with this, the underlying metrics, all the underlying metrics are telling you Wilson over Keon Coleman right now. And Keon Coleman's of course, six, four, two, ten, very good prospect, not at the senior bowl or shrine bowl, but Wilson in that same offense, Six foot seven, big, big, big dude. But um, I'm not sure right now how I feel about him. The movement was awful. It, it was it was pretty bad. I, I had to, I posted a clip to my Twitter at JP and you can find it. Posted a bunch of highlights from today and lowlights. And it was there was one. It was him and Xavier Leggett were lined up on the same side. Uh, so I thought that that'd be fun to film. And it's he ends up catching the ball in this clip, but it just doesn't look like he should. He runs straight and then like he kind of like backpedals like more than a few times to get into the space he's trying to and it just looks so goofy and wrong every time he was running these routes today it just did not look good 
Ricky Pearsall from Florida was another guy that I thought might be in that Lad McConkey, Roman Wilson discussion. He's a little bit bigger at almost six foot one, one ninety three, but he was, uh, you know, he's a guy that had a kind of quiet day. Um, this is, we'll just uh, we'll leave it at that. I think that people are going to want to like we've gotten we've gotten to the very end without talking about Devontae Walker from North Carolina, long, lanky, tall, almost an eighty inch wingspan. Um, he can he can he can go up and get it, man. His hands are big enough. Nine, not what is it? Nine? Was it nine or was it? Yeah, right at nine inch hands. Um, he was he's number fourteen, isn't he? Yep. So when I watch fourteen from North Carolina, what I think to myself is, dude, this is a guy who I see some aspects, especially kind of um, crossing over the. There was the one play where it was the drag. The, the deep drag, the, the, the deep dig dagger kind of route where he's crossing over the middle and shows this awesome sort of, you know, the gauntlet drill kind of thing to be able to get his hips pointed to the quarterback and gets his gets his arms up and gets vertical to really climb the ladder to go get a football. Um, you didn't necessarily see it out of him every time. I would have liked to see out of this guy the ability to just run past dudes on those nine routes that they gave him on the outside and get open. And he, and he wasn't always able to get open. Now, he, he did get held, and he was also a dude who at the end of practice, he was one of the one guys who the national team decided, you know, that they were going to give – like they gave the, like they give the one-on-one reps yeah. sometimes to the, to the best of the best from each team. They did think Tez Walker was obviously one of the best because they gave him that last route in one-on-ones in front of the whole team. The first one he got held, they they made him run back and go do it again with Knicks the second time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he ended up beating King, Kalen King. I do want to say with the Kalen King thing, he the rumor on Twitter right now is that he called King out. He chose King. Oh, okay. As his defender as well. So well, well and King's a, solid a pretty stuff. solid, pretty solid corner. He did end up beating them. We actually have that clip up over on the roster watch uh, X, but any final thoughts you guys have on wide receivers before we get on to maybe just something quick on tight ends and get out. Of I just wanted to ask you, like if I, you know, put my finger in your ribs and said, you have to draft one of these guys. Are you drafting Jaquan Jackson or Marcus Rosamie Jackson? Jaquan Jackson. Okay. All right. Yeah. From, from, from Tulane who looked like a kick return specialist to me coming in and nothing more. He's actually kind of better than that. He's 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 very pretty fast. pretty pretty okay. He's very fast. Um, but I wouldn't put either of those guys at the very. Do you want to do a, a Malachi Corley thing that you want to get fired? No, I mean, Malachi Corley. Just uh, uh, first off, happy he came in fifteen pounds. Like last year, I wasn't happy when Rashi Rice came in thirteen pounds heavy. Right, he was one hundred eighty-seven on the site. I think he weighed two hundred uh, at the Senior Bowl. Looks sluggish. Looks slow. Corley. Corley's a guy. Weighed two hundred. Came in weighed two fifteen. And he comes in, I think, at five ten and a half, uh, and I was happy with that. And what he showed today was enough. It wasn't, ex, uh, you know, exponential. I don't know what the hell the word is. I'm trying to think of, but it wasn't amazing. Uh, he was fine. He's also a yak guy, so you're not going to find much yak stuff in practice like this and these opportunities. So I think I saw enough out of Corley. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt him. I think he's going to stay right at like four in that four or five area at the event. Uh, for the for the tight ends, for me. Um, the ones that stood out to me most were on the national team, number 84, Theo Johnson from Penn State, six foot six, almost 260 pounds. Gosh. Big boy. He's that big? And he's a pretty good athlete. Dude, Theo he's Johnson. Probably, he's probably the best. I, gosh. Over Jaheim Bell? He's, he's sick. Well, how much does Jaheim Bell weigh? I didn't know 237, he 237. Dude, Theo Johnson weighs 260. 
he's a, it, but but he's a, but he's a but he's a he's a receiving threat like yeah, he's a no, big yeah, time receiving caught, threat. Like, all the passes thrown. He, his way he today. catches everything. <laughs> Bell's two forty four. So, okay, Joe, okay. So, Jaheen Bell from Florida State is six foot two, two forty four. I'll take Who that. Looks great. And then there's also Jared Wiley, the Texas transfer to TCU, six foot six, two sixty three or two fifty three. Wiley's those nice are the three too. guys. Those are the three guys that really, really stood out to me. Of course, we'll continue to watch the rest of the week. But anything you guys want to get fired up as far as the uh, tight ends for all the all the tight end premium. Yeah, drafters. I want to see more. I, I, it, obviously, it's tough. We already mentioned the quarterback play from the American team, but Ben Sinnott from Kansas State made yeah. a couple just like. That's pretty just, good play. That's what he does in every game. Okay, it's just like pretty good. <laughs> ben Sennett makes a couple, it, dude. And he, yeah, dude, four, and four, versus for Texas, four for 48. Versus Texas, he was wide open down at the very end whenever Texas made the made yeah. the stand against Kansas State to keep their CFP hopes alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, home, uh, home Howard just Will just, Howard, just, yeah. just just missed him. You know, uh, so Sennett, good player for sure. But man, Jared Jared Wiley. Um, do you want to talk about Jaheim Bell at all from Florida State? I mean, I was saying he looks like a mini Njoku. He's sick, nasty, dude. People, if you, you know, one of the most watched games this year was Florida State LSU back in like week one or two, whatever it was in that Campion World early season game. Uh, he had a 41 yard rushing touchdown. And that was a thing last year. And the reason Bell transferred, I think, was because South Carolina used him in this abnormal way. He had like 40 some carries in 2022. And then 2023, he transferred to uh, Florida State, was a part of the undefeated team, and had a good season. And he is just this. He's a super good athlete, super fluid tight end. And for me right now, in the whole class behind Brock Bowers and Jatavian Sanders, Bell's going to continue to be in that spot. And it's going to be hard-pressed to get him off, get me off of that. But I do think what Jared Wiley brings and how he looked today made a couple of nasty what catches. What about Theo? Theo's good. I just don't think he's the athlete that either of those other guys what are. What about Theo? Theo's in the chat. What about Theo? Theo's in the chat. Theo, stand up for your boy. <laughs> you got any tight end takes to get off of here? No, just I guess just that Ben Sinnott one, but I, I do kind of agree. I, Bell looked good. There was a part. So I'm, I'm all of you, actually, all of you listening, you guys too. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Spencer Rattler said to Bell, uh, I got you. And then never once threw it to him or had to play with him again the rest of the practice. So I want to see if Spencer Rattler ever does get him. <laughs> I said, do, 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 do you know what I say? My final take right here. Give me Theo Johnson. 